Greetings, Amigops, and Top Teners everywhere. Welcome back to another edition of Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. I am your co-host, Kyle. Opposite me today, as he is every week, is your co-host, Michael. He is wearing the most delightful crew neck sweater. It has a great color. It has great little, uh, what do you call those? The little cufflets. It has a great font. It's, it just looks extremely comfortable. You look comfy in general. I'm excited to do a podcast with you in this state. Today, as we do every week, we have a top 10 list. This time, Michael has prepared it. I have no idea what the topic is, but he will present to me a top 10 version of this list. We will then vigorously debate. And then by the end of this episode, hopefully a manageable amount of time, we will have arrived at a definitive version of this top 10 list. Michael, what are we talking about today? All right, Kyle. So as you mentioned, I am in my casual attire, feeling very comfortable. We've got the seasons are kind of turning here in Boston, uh, as I imagine they are in Chicago. So I'm no longer just trying to make fetch happen with my sweaters. At this point, I'm like actually, you know, kind of wearing sweaters because I should be. So I'm, I'm in a good headspace and I'm in a perfect headspace to talk about a man that you and I both know and love and a man who actually came up in our pre-pod discussion so I want to talk today about one Bradley Pitt. Well, how about that? Now, how about that? So I just saw the film Ad Astra, as I know you did. And earlier this year, I also saw the film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I also know you saw. So I was thinking to myself, Brad Pitt, hell of a guy. I think we should talk about him. And I thought to myself, let's make a top 10 list of the best Brad Pitt roles. And then I said... Nah, that sounds dumb because I don't really feel like I can give an authoritative view of Brad Pitt's top 10 roles. I haven't seen some of his movies and I didn't really feel like that was really within my wheelhouse. What is in my wheelhouse, however, is to talk about the top 10 sexiest Brad Pitt characters slash roles. This is an unbelievable thing that has just happened because I have... This exact same list in my hopper, but it's not Brad Pitt. It's Leonardo DiCaprio. It's the top 10 sexiest Leos. So we have independently come to the same list. We just have two different actors who happen to co-star in a movie this year. Yes. I love this idea, obviously. I think this would be a ton of fun. Yeah, this makes me very happy. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I can't pretend that I'm surprised that we had this same idea, <laughs> but I'm very glad we did nonetheless. So, okay. <laughs> so good qu- you're about to ask a, bl- a bunch of good questions, I bet. So my, my question is, I was thinking about this for Leo was like, is it how sexy the character is to the viewer or how sexy that character is perceived to be in the cinematic universe? Because viewers. I- This is a viewer situation. So it's so like the sexiness discussions we've had before, it's a little bit of magic. You know, it's not going to be just the look. It's not going to be just the character. It's going to kind of have to be a little bit of both Mm -hmm. because to be fair, you know, there are situations where an actor or actress might be playing a character that kind of sucks, but is really sexy. Oh, yeah. So I don't I don't I want to totally pin it down to that. And it definitely isn't existing within the logic of the film. Because some of these characters are not really sex objects uh, or or don't really interact with people in a romantic way. But for me, as a viewer, very titillating. Interesting. Okay. Well, then we'll see how this goes. 
I'm fascinated yeah. to see your interpretation of some of Brad Pitt's roles in terms of his sex appeal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think that's uh, that's what we're going to do here. So right. are you good? I Absolutely. I'm 100% in on this one. Okay, so uh, number 10 is actually a film I have not seen. However, I was aware that he was in this film, and so I Googled it and immediately said this, this has to be on the list. So number 10 is Thelma and Louise, the role of J.E.D., so this was this was really Brad Pitt's big breakout role. This is what everybody kind of knows him from. I actually would urge you, Kyle, and the listener, if you have access to safely do this and are not on like a train, to Google Thelma and Louise Brad Pitt. Because the first thing that comes up is a shirtless Brad Pitt in a cowboy hat holding a uh, what appears to be like a hotel hairdryer. Yeah. And it is just very sexy. He has got that impish grin on his face. I was going to say, it's very uh, playful. Very playful. Great physique. Just, I think this was really America's intro to how sexy Brad Pitt could be. He's he's also got, like, you can see his hair kind of just creeping down past his neckline. Mm-hmm. He's also very young, and he's not quite as builty as he is in some of his later roles. It's almost like a, yep. not a boyish body, but close to it. It's a very different, yeah. more vulnerable Brad Pitt than I'm used to, certainly. 100%. Because he has always been more of a lean guy than, like, a, a, a muscular, like, thick guy. Right. But here is definitely a younger version of him. Yeah. Where, to your point, he does look a bit more innocent. Yeah, I wish I had seen this movie. I've heard good things. Or it's Was it a movie or a TV show that he was on? The film. He was in the movie. Okay, gotcha. But I think I think we should make that a, a something for a movie weekend, like potentially. I think Thelma and Louise is one that comes up enough out there in the in the culture. And since it does have Brad Pitt in it, along with Gina Davis and uh, is it Susan Sarandon, I think like that's a that's a hell of a cast. I think we should get on that. But I, all I know is those couple still images were enough to convince me that this is a sexy ass role. Yeah, like you said, if you have the opportunity to do uh, for a quick Google, I uh, highly recommend it. Yeah. All right, number nine. So th- we're actually st- we're leading off with two movies I haven't seen, but which the uh, the still photos are enough to convince me. So number nine is a film that again I actually really really want to see and have kind of wanted to see for a while, but just haven't. Uh, that's Killing Them Softly. So this is a it's like a mob movie, and the poster is just Brad Pitt. With slick back ta- slick back hair, a goatee, and a leather jacket, holding a shotgun and pointing it at something, and it just looks so badass. <laughs> he looks like he looks like Danny McBride and like Guy Pierce at the same time somehow. <laughs> like the way his his hair is like slicked back in the same way that Danny McBride sort of has the, the Kenny Powers, yeah, with the sideburns and the yeah. must like actually the facial hair is exactly like Kenny Powers is I think why I'm getting yeah. that image so strongly. Wow, he's terrifying, but also yeah, without knowing anything about the movie, I'm like it's like a he also kind of looks like. Did you ever see Shot Caller with uh, Nikolai? Calder Waldo. No, no, you told me I need to watch it though, so that's definitely on my list. He's he's sexy in that movie in a terrifying kind of way, and it feels like Brad Pitt is kind of channeling that same vibe. What year is this? 2012. Wow. And and I want to be clear that will be a um that will be a theme of what we're going to be discussing here is sort of uh, the 
the era in his career because I think that that is an important thing for us to keep an eye on. Well, yeah, because I mean, this by 2012, he's a, a, a. I feel like what's the movie for you? I guess we don't need to spoil anything, but like, when does he jump from a kind of sexy, goofy kind of guy to like the big deal? Like, what's his what's his arrival as a bona fide movie star for you? So it's kind of funny. Um, well, I actually will. I want to talk about this a little bit more in the honorable mentions. But there's there's one movie where I've determined he crosses over from young guy hot to old guy sexy. Yeah. And it's like a very specific point in time, but it's right around this time. I So I think this is sort of when he transitions into the place he is now, which is like a, a sexy kind of weathered guy. Mm-hmm. But I think in the early stage of his career, I feel like it's got to be the Oceans films. Yeah. When he 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 like took a level up, he leapt up from like, you know, kind of hot young guy to like this is the guy. I think Oceans is probably the. I think probably the last one prior to that. And again, I don't want to spoil anything. But Fight Club was ninety nine, and then yeah. Oceans was two thousand one. So somewhere in that period, I think he kind of makes the leap. Totally. He there's there to me are are basically like there's a couple time periods. Let's talk about it now since we're kind of discussing it. There's like early Brad Pitt sort of pre fight club, which is great, but it's early and he's very young looking it's weird. It's like, well, you've got interview with a vampire. Yep. I don't want to go through all the movies cause we're going to be talking about him, but I, yeah. Yeah. And some weirder kind of like it was an interesting era cause he's figuring out who and what he is. And that list of movies and those looks are all kind of very young. I think, then he hits this like superstar time period that I think basically runs from like Fight Club to Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where he's he's a little bit older and more mature looking and just like really handsome. And then there's this lost period, basically kind of from Mr. and Mrs. Smith to like Inglorious Bastards. Then it kind of happens again. And then there is the current period, which is like elder statesman, sexy ass sky. Yeah, I think that probably kicked off with, like, Moneyball, when everyone was like, oh, Brad Pitt's, like, an older, kind of sexy, smart guy. Yeah, totally. Interesting. So, those are, I think, the way that this goes, and I think Thelma and Louise and Killing Themselves are kind of interesting examples of two very different eras in his both acting career and looks careers. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So number eight is one of those earlier films where he is just a ridiculously good looking dude. This is like, I think, the peak of his early career, just like, holy crap, this dude is good looking. And that is seven. So you got to Google seven because the look is is interesting here. It's just so much better than I remembered because he does spend a lot of the movie. I think he has like a he's a bandage on his face. I want to say he gets punched or something like right above his right eye. Like yeah, a bolt. lot of the promo materials will be like that. But my God, he has this young face. He's got a little bit of facial hair and his eyes, man. Well, you're right. You're absolutely right about the eyes. But I think what's important about this one is that his hair is short and he's got like the yep. it's like mussy, but kind of like spiked up a little bit, you know, which I mean, compared to these other two movies where his hair was a little bit longer, it definitely looks a little bit cleaner and compared to a lot of his earlier career like many of the films early in his career he has very like not just kind of long hair but actually quite long hair right so i think that this marks a little bit of that departure when he's starting to inch towards that like first mature and interesting phase of his of his career 
Well, what I think is also very sexy about him in this movie is that he's a detective. And so he's got like, he's usually wearing like a white shirt with a tie that's yeah. maybe like the top button is undone. His sleeves are rolled up. Like he's been working in the yeah. office, like pouring over a case file for a long time. And like he doesn't play by the rules. Exactly. Like he's he's wearing the the stuff that's rec- that's expected of him, but he's going to rebel a tiny little bit. It's like, but it's the sex appeal, I think, is like, you know. That he's he's obviously a prof- a professional, but he's still a little edgy. Totally, and I think the hair. Hundo, I think the hair says that too. It's like it's kept, but it's a little unruly. Yeah, it's very like late, like mid to late nineties sexy. He yeah. get he kind of gets the style. He looks like he could be on Friends. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. He definitely blows <laughs> the sexiness a little bit with like the iconic "What's in the box." that whole thing <laughs> but, but but other than that he's very sexy very moody this is like a very moody brad pitt in a way that i really enjoyed yeah just it's like the teenage years of his career where he goes through his moody i can think of one it other actually movie. is a good way of describing it yeah i can think of one other movie around this time where he does it's like kind of a this is a little more muted where he just kind of like goes for it in a couple of movies yeah but maybe we'll talk about that later yeah all right so that uh, that brings us to a very important piece of our of our discussion. Mm. I, I think I'd like to discuss the not tops. Well, before we do that, Michael, you know that there are certain rules that we must go through. And so, Kevin, if you could hit the stank for us. Oh man, I get a, I get a crack a window. The stank <laughs> is just wafting through the apartment right now. You can almost see it. It's like smoke. Yeah. Wow. You know, you know what would happen if we tried to catch it? <laughs> like trying to catch smoke. Trying to catch smoke with your bare hands. Are you in our class? Who are you? We don't. Who are you again? <laughs> don't recognize you. Yeah. <laughs> are you even in this class? Is that is that you, Seamus? Nope. Again. <laughs> it's not fucking me. All right. At any rate. Uh, so they're not tops. There's actually a bunch. I'm gonna include all of them because I don't think they're gonna we're gonna have any issues with these ones for the most part. And I'll, I'll kind of buzz through them. So twelve years a slave. <laughs> yeah. He has this this very odd beard. I don't remember <laughs> what he is in this movie, but he looks like a Mennonite, and he, he has like this weird jaw only beard. This very unattractive. Uh, in addition to having long hair, so <laughs> it's a terrible beard. <laughs> I remember him. I think someone's building a, or he's, someone is building a house out of wood or like a shed and he's either, Mm -hmm. he's the one building the house or he's coming by and he's talking to the person that's making the house. I don't remember, but he's only there for like five minutes and then he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. He's not in the movie for long. I think he's, I think he's pro abolition, but on the off chance that he's pro slavery, compounded with that facial hair he's a comfortable not top in this film <laughs> yeah, this beard with the the whisper of uh pro pro slavery sentiment is enough to put him securely here yeah again from the character i don't suspect that the real <laughs> brad pitt is pro slavery <laughs> yeah yeah make that clear <laughs> yeah to be clear all right so next is a, a little film called snatch snatch yeah, it's a guy. It's a guy uh, Richie film, the uh, British movie, and he plays a uh, what they call in the film a pikey, but which is is a it's an ethnic minority, basically like a gypsy folk, and he has this extremely off putting accent. 
which it's supposed to be off-putting, but yeah. it's it's just really annoying. And I think he looks enough like he looks in a lot of movies from this era that I'm willing to take the accent and, and cut him out. Because he is actually pretty good looking in this movie. He wears like a cool hat at times and he beats people up. He looks, gets some good tattoos. He looks kind of scruffy and like his yeah his tattoo work is not great. Like they're not good tattoos. Right, and that's the thing. They're not supposed to be. Yeah. But like I could get on board with this character if not for the accent. But since it sort of blends into like late nineties, early two thousands pit looks and it's got this annoying accent, I decided to throw it on the knot tops. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, next one is the big short. So we we are going to talk a little bit later about um, the whispers that Brad Pitt looked a lot like Robert Redford. And uh, I think early in his career that served him somewhat well. But this movie was it's a, it was a little too on the nose the way they tried to make him look exactly like Robert Redford. And it bothered me. First of all, he's just not that good looking in this movie because of the hair and makeup and like the beard situation and all that. But I just, I think it was a little too on the nose, like the attempt to make him the Robert Redford of this film. Yeah, I think we'll agree to disagree on this one, because I, I guess in the the context of Robert Redford, that would be annoying, but I wasn't thinking about that when I watched this movie. I remember being, like, weirdly turned on by the glasses, like, the, <laughs> like, they're not, this movie didn't take place in, like, the 80s, right? Like, it's pretty, it's a modern, no. like, 2000. Yeah, it's like 2007 to 2009. But, like, he's wearing, like, those weird, like, wide framed glasses that people wore a lot in, like, the 80s, I feel yeah. like. Which I like. It's kind of weird because his hair is really dark, but his beard is, like, the salt and pepper. It's kind of an odd yeah. combination, but I liked it. And I, especially because his character in this movie is, like, very understated. And then he, like, has that one scene where. He chastises those guys for celebrating all the money they're making, even though it comes at yeah. the expense of a lot of people's <laughs> livelihoods and homes. But I, I, for being a copycat, you get docked points, so that's fair. Yeah. Though I will say I agree. Like the basic notion of him wearing glasses sort of ups the sexiness a little bit because it's like, ooh, he's even smarter than I thought. Yeah. I like the glasses on him. Yeah. 12 Monkeys. So I think that this one falls into a similar boat to Snatch, where. It's not so much that he looks that bad because he looks generally, you know, a, a decent bit like he looks in other movies from this time period. But he also plays a crazy person who's doing this crazy eye thing basically the whole movie. The eye thing is impressive. I thought it was a fake eye. Like, yeah, it, it is impressive, like from an acting point of view. It's it, the role in general is extremely impressive and kind of unnerving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there's also many brad pitts it's like brad pitt on a psych ward is a crazy guy it's brad pitt like as a socialite and also a crazy guy yeah like and then it's like brad pitt as like a struggling artist slash like rebellion leader and also a crazy guy it, but the <laughs> the, the, the common denominator is that he's a crazy guy and he specifically yeah. does a crazy eye thing that makes him distinctly unappealing from a sex perspective yeah yeah from from a from like a he's picking me up at a bar and he's making that eye at me i'm like i this guy is into weird stuff yeah yeah i'm yeah. out of that bar pretty quick i'm out on that one uh one that sort of falls into like the i i haven't seen this movie and i i've heard it's actually pretty good and i'm not surprised because i love the writers directors and some of the other stars but burn after reading i think this kind of falls into the like the dark ages of brad pitt and I think, again, I haven't seen the movie, but my guess from the look is that it's a little bit of a self-referential, like, Brad Pitt is a dumb guy 
kind of kind of thing and so that i actually appreciate and i think they probably made him look kind of like an idiot on purpose <laughs> but the the blonde hair dye and the outfits are terrible yeah the the highlights like his it's just the top of his his head it's like really blonde and the sides are yeah i think he's got the frosted tips a little bit yeah it's not a great it's really just the hair although it seems like every picture he's wearing the same like red polo yeah and i think and if i remember because i've seen like two minutes of this movie one time on cable and i just wasn't that interested i i think if i went back i might because i do love the cohen's but he's like doing a fist bump the whole time and like listening to music while he's making a smoothie or something Right. So it's clear that they're making him kind of a doucher on purpose, and I think the look is part of that. But regardless, That's not a guy it, who I think who's yeah. carrying a lot of sex appeal. Fair enough. Uh, and the last one on the not tops, he looks good as an old man, but as a young man, he looks like an old man. So <laughs> I, Benjamin Button, it was tough. You know, I can't forget what he that he looked like a, an elderly person as a baby, and it was not a great look for him. Terrifying. I'm not- I've never seen that movie. Yeah, I have not seen that one either, but I, I'm very off-put by a baby that looks like an old person. It's unnatural is what it is. Yeah. So that'll do it for the Not Tops. There's a lot to work with there because he's been in a lot of films, but there's yeah. certainly not a high percentage of his films that are unsexy. It's uh, it's, it's all a relative game because those are some roles that other people would be, like kill to look for, to kill to look like. Right. Well, it's just hard to make him look not sexy like you really have to screw with it like you have to make him an old baby or a lunatic you really have to screw with it yes (laughs) so that is the not top all right so that brings us to number seven sure do number number seven is is one of the roles that i think people remember him for i'm assuming he already has a star on the hollywood walk of fame but when they do the montage for his career retrospective i'm gonna assume they'll give an extremely prominent role to his work as Metro Man in Megamind. He was extremely sexy. That jaw was chiseled out of marble. He has eyes that can see straight through lead. Yep. He has he has superpowers <laughs> that are very cool. But man, just look at those muscles. He looks like a Batman cartoon. Like the, the ridiculous 90s one. When Batman was clearly juicing. Well, he's literally a caricature of Superman, and so it makes sense that he'd be as chiseled and good-looking as Clark Kent. But he's got, yeah. like, <laughs> this great hair with, like, the salt-and-pepper temples. Nice. Uh, I The temples are great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just... But it's interesting to, to bring an animated character on this list, but he's definitely clearly sexy. Like, he's clearly sexy in his world because there are all these, like, they literally just have like a metro man day where he just shows up yeah. and like ha- like does a speech to the crowd as he walks on water and so <laughs> i love you metro man and i love you random citizen <laughs> <laughs> and now normally i would say that being a cartoon disqualifies him but as you and i both know from a dear friend of ours cartoons can be very sexy in their own right yeah especially poison ivy and batman video games S- but, and I don't mean that that seeing those representations of Metro Man make me think of Brad Pitt and are somewhat oh. sexual. I mean, just directly looking at the cartoon <laughs> really gets me going. I'm aroused specifically by the pixels that compromise Metro Man's lovely visage. A hundred percent. So Metro Man <laughs> clocks in at number seven. Yeah, he's a good one. Yep. And by the way, 
If you haven't seen Megamind, rectify it immediately. Megamind yeah. is, I think, among the most underrated films out there. It's on my all, overall list of films. It's got it's definitely top fifteen. Like yeah, it, it, so it's worth going back for if you haven't seen it. And it's kind of it's like it's silly how underrated it is. It doesn't make a ton of sense why it's as underrated as it is. Well, no, it's not like it was released straight to DVD. Like it had a large marketing push. It's got Brad Pitt, Tina Fey. Jonah Hill, like, like it's like a really Will Ferrell, yeah, obviously, a, like a really yeah. impressive uh, David Cross, yeah, like just really an all star cast. So, a little plug for Megamind there. Thank you for putting that on here. You're welcome. I was, I thought of you for that one. Thank you. Number six is a film I have not seen and most likely will never see because I watched one Terrence Malick movie and it was supremely boring. Uh, I felt fancy while I was watching it. I watched um. Uh, what the hell was it called? The New World. It's the uh, it's the Captain John Smith Pocahontas story. Oh yeah, with uh, Christian Bale. Not a very entertaining film. So number six is another film by Terrence Malick, The Tree of Life. Oh, now here's the thing about The Tree of Life. While I will never see it, I'm I'm kind of declaring that right now. I definitely will not see it. Brad Pitt looks fan fantastic in this movie got a terrific haircut like a very 50s haircut yeah he's got the he's wearing the unbuttoned short sleeve button down like basically the whole movie i'm betting that he's i have a feeling he's either like the the sort of way too good of a dad for the time period or he's a total 50s dad and like hits his kid i can't i don't know i can't really tell which because being Brad Pitt, he he has the ability to look extremely like sweet and extremely cruel. So I don't know which way the movie goes, but all I know is looking at him, poof, baby. It's a very clean look, like almost military, like because it's. I have I, so I'm betting he's military because you're right. He is wearing the olive and the tan most of that movie. It looks like. Yeah. Also, he's like I don't know. Like he's all. It's like that. Uh that dress that you look at on the internet and it's a different color like when you look at it like I, <laughs> like I look at him and I'm like oh it's old sophisticated Brad Pitt and then I like blink and look again and I'm like no that's young Brad Pitt like he's in the very nebula what year was yep. this so I think this is like maybe 10 or 12 yeah so this is this is exactly like t- yeah this is 11 so this to me is like just maybe the most interesting phase of his looks life because it's right when he's crossing over. Like he could be 26 or like 38 and I don't know yep. which he is. Yeah, he's right there. He's a really interesting phase and man, he looks good at this phase. He looks like the kind of guy that would like at a church picnic just like give you a big heaping scoop of potato salad because he was helping like with the the line, you know? That is precisely how I would describe him if I had the ability to call that sort of description to my brain, because that's exactly right. Yeah, he. if you don't have access to uh, Google for this one, don't worry about it. That's just kind of what he looks like. Yeah, no, you've got it, except an extraordinarily good-looking version of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the best, the best-looking parishioner you've ever seen. Yeah. yeah <laughs> unless you happen to go to church with, like, J-Lo. I don't know. Maybe you do. We don't know if J-Lo goes to church. We're not going to speculate. <laughs> No, we don't want to speculate. <laughs> and to be clear, I'm only speculating that Brad Pitt's character might go to church, not Brad Pitt himself. Also true. He may <laughs> be a devoted secularist. We don't know. Who's to say? We don't know. We don't want to speculate. No. <laughs> All right. So number five 
is one of his most iconic roles, probably one of the most iconic roles in film history. The image of him shirtless is just exceptionally famous. Fight Club. Yeah. So this one, I don't particularly, it's just, the, the, it's a picture, basically. Yeah. So like, he's, he's actually throughout that movie, because this is like the beginning of just that kind of epic early 2000s, late 90s run when he like explodes as the most famous guy on the planet. But um, the enduring the enduring thing is just that one picture of him shirtless, either about to fight or after he's just gotten into a fight. The the one and the one I'm looking at is the one where he's like got some blood on him and he's got a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, and his hair is just wild. I think. Yep. I mean, obviously that's the go to shot because like look at his fucking abs and the way his like oh yeah you know how when dudes are really cut like. See how you can kind of see like like it literally looks like a cut like just below his abdomen like before his hips. Oh yeah, it's so well defined and like just from a like a body perspective, he just looks and he's look at his arms like he's this is not the skinny Brad Pitt we were talking about in Thelma Louise like he's actually fairly built but still lean. Yeah, but then don't sleep on like look at scroll down a little bit the this picture of him in that that weird like red leather jacket that he wears the whole movie yeah. like he's just a punk and like definitely a scoundrel and it's oh, a, yeah and the way his, his hair is even messier in this than it is in um what were we talking about like in seven because like this is yeah. not a, a white collar messy haircut this is like a street punk messy haircut mm-hmm. and he looks like he's yeah, up this to is no good. this is like the male in and that's part of the point of the movie is he's sort of a representation of the male in yeah and so you look at him and he's just like He's just pure animal energy, this whole movie. And the look totally copies that. Yeah. And it's not, and to me, it's not like the, the most, in, it's not the most universal look, especially from a fashion point of view, but it's the one that sort of most deeply taps into just that, that core magnetism that he possessed at this point in his career. Yeah. He is hyper masculine here. Very sexy oh, stuff. Yeah. Very sexy stuff. No, never mind. I didn't want to. I don't want to talk any more about it for risk of spoiling Fight Club. If you haven't seen Fight Club, yada. But don't talk. I know. About I it. actually almost. I actually almost mentioned yeah. one thing that could tech, could theoretically yeah. cause real problems for his candidacy. Right. <laughs> there's there's one big thing that could really cause some issues. One uh, giant asterisk on this one. Yeah, but we'll we'll leave that up to yeah. to the listeners uh, to decide. All right, number four is the one of the two films that precipitated this discussion, Ad Astra. So Ad Astra, like they say that there's nothing more attractive than a man in uniform. I agree, but I would I would further specify by saying there's nothing more attractive than a man in space uniform. I I well I I agree with you. He looks really good. like he makes he somehow makes the space like costumes not look dumb in this movie because they kind of are. Yep. Which is an impressive feat in its own right, but he's also in this movie got, I think, an Air Force background, and or mm-hmm. maybe it's, but he's wearing like military, a military outfit, and he looks really good in that too. So like, his, oh, both yeah. uniforms in this movie, he looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's also a decent amount of like downtime on a spaceship, Brad Pitt, where he's just wearing like a white T-shirt, and that's not a uniform. And so as a result, he looks a little less sexy, but it's still something I appreciated having. Totally. And I think this is a really good, like, to me, this is such a, like, an 
this the sexy essence is there because this is a role that just I think perfectly uses Brad Pitt. And this is a little bit sort of beyond just the looks, but like this is a movie that gets who and what Brad Pitt is, I think, in a really fundamental level. And the quietness and sort of the stillness to him. So there's just something extremely sexy about him. He's clearly not awesome at having personal relationships in this film. In fact, he's quite bad. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty bad, actually. But um, <laughs> that calmness and that, that that just the way about him is extremely sexy in addition to just the basic look he's rocking here. Yeah, his demeanor really sells it. Well, in, like it makes them movie like you can't have this movie unless he has that convincing kind of solemnity to him but yeah it's also like you said just generally sexy like you want to know what's going on in his head for sure and under the suit oh yeah don't forget that i i would not forget that okay all right so i am right here with the honorables i'm gonna i'm gonna pop through those uh if that's all right with you do it all right uh legends of the fall it's an all-time uh, it's an all-time classic. It's my mom's favorite movie. It's one that I'm trying to get Caroline to watch soon. He plays Tristan. He has long hair. He's like the sexy wild brother in a family of brothers who all fall in love with the same woman. Bummer. He's he, yeah. He can't be tamed. He's just this is this is very handsome young Brad Pitt. The look is a little bit silly, but it's I think nicely encapsulates. What people found so attractive about him in the 90s and also wow. probably the role that like more 50 year olds would tell you he's sexy for than any other. He's got a, a real uh, Heathcliff vibe to him. This hair is insane. Yeah, that's a that's a good way of putting it. He does. Yeah, he's he's something in this movie. He also, in some of these pictures, he looks like um, what's his face from Thrones? Benicio Del Toro. Oh, oh a little bit. I was he actually say, does like weirdly looks like Benicio at times. Oh, I was gonna say Jack and Hagar or uh, yeah, Jack and Hagar. Like the way his hair just kind of like settles in a curtain right on his shoulders. Ooh, yeah, interesting. That's really long hair. Yeah, so this is an interesting one for him. Very beautiful. Uh, another classic Brad Pitt role. This is one that I find him a little less sexy in, but which I think most people would would observe is rather sexy because it's the most jacked he's ever been and that's troy oh wow i did not expect to hear that in the honorables yeah well so i don't actually find him that sexy in this the hair is just terrible it's really bad Uh, it's really bad and they also um i'm trying to remember exactly the angle that they take with the character in this film but my recollection is that they completely skip out on the homoerotic overtones and they make him in love with like a, a slave girl rather than with patroclus which i just think was a mistake because i think I, I get it it was a different time but i think that they kind of this is more of a michael point but they just kind of missed the point of the character but so yeah kind of i've always found that a little off-putting but the um i don't know the look to me is just not that great he's yoked and his physique looks great but everything above the neck looks pretty dumb yeah the hair is strange it's like straight pulled back on top but it's like long and kind of poodly on the sides <coughs> like yeah it's, it's bad like you have, you should just go one way or the other and probably just like i don't know let's don't even don't try to contain it at all maybe i don't know yeah it's, it's not a great haircut but man like also just like him and that kind of armor is very appealing because like it really shows off his yeah. guns, you know? Great guns. I just, I don't know, wrong actor, wrong time. 
Like, I almost think you could have him play that role now as, like, a weathered sort of older man. Or he, he'd probably really be good as Hector. Like, at this point, he just was wrong at the time. You know what he'd be great for? What? Would be, like, if they, if they for some reason, remade Gladiator. Like, he would have been really yep. good, like, that kind of role. Yes! That's a... Yeah. He'd be great. He'd be great as, like, Odysseus. I just, like, he's just... I don't think... I just think the Achilles thing was, like, some casting director's wet dream. And I think it was just a bad idea. I don't well, think just, it was right. And the, the look was wrong, because I think... I think what they were trying to do was trick women into going to see this movie. It probably worked. And, and I'm sure it worked, but I don't think it fit with the aesthetic of the film generally. And I also think it didn't look that good. I just I just don't fault them at all because it just seems too perfect. Like, here's Achilles. He's supposed to be, you know, like the picture of of godliness among men. And yeah. we have Brad Pitt. It, it's like getting, I don't know. It's just a perfect role for him. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right, so that was one. Spy Game. This was great early uh, Brad Pitt when they were trying to make him Robert Redford, but I think they succeeded a little bit more because this wasn't so over the top, other than the fact that he was in the film with Robert Redford. (laughs) Um, But he's just a good-looking dude. He's a good-looking dude, good-looking role, good time in his career. The movie was kind of fine. It's not a great movie, but I think think he looked very good. I just really like this picture of... Robert Redford and Brad Pitt standing next to each other. Like I just, was going to say, it's that. I know the picture you're talking about. It's a good one. And it's fun. It's, it, yeah, they well, they're very handsome fellas, both of them. They have the same There's job. a baseball hat. Yeah. They Oh, this is a, so this is when they just really looked like each other, but they yeah. kind of just, they didn't comment on it as much. You just sort of let it be. He wears a hat a lot in this movie, which I actually really liked. The times when he's not wearing the hat, I don't like as much because the hairdo's not awesome. He's weirdly wearing a Padres hat. Yeah, I didn't know anybody wore a Padres hat other than Tony Gwynn. I didn't even know they made them. Yeah, Mm. he is. (laughs) (laughs) So that's Spy Game. Uh, And then two more that come from the the Brad Pitt sort of renaissance. One is Moneyball. So Moneyball, his essence is very sexy because he's extremely smart. He's a terrific dad. But the, the problem is that they're... They're doing that thing where they're trying to make him look like a real person. And so they do these touches that sort of detract from his natural good looks. They didn't overdo it. They didn't overly try to make him look like Billy Bean. But they did enough that I think it just sort of made him look a little bit different than he should. That's the haircut. They did like the the executive part, you know. And also he's wearing yeah. like a visor yes. a lot. Like you're right. They're, yeah, the they're, they're trying to rough. mute it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just don't want you to be distracted by how good looking he is. And they want him to look enough like Billy Bean that it doesn't bother you. And he's, bless you, and he's still very sexy in this film. It's just, I think, a little less than it would have been otherwise. But I think it still deserves recognition. Yeah, I think the points he gets here are mostly from how great he is towards his daughter. And they're so cute. It's amazing. I really, really, that's one of my favorite aspects of the movie. But per your criteria, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. Or at least it doesn't it doesn't save it enough, I guess, to yeah. to counteract what they did. So it makes sense. Yep. Last one in the honorables, Fury. Movie I did not see, but which in in pictures perfectly bridges the young and the old Brad Pitt. I think this is the perfect encapsulation of that very good looking like twenty ten to twenty twelve period. Very handsome. Actually I don't yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't I don't love the haircut. 
Oh, see, I I do. I really like it. It's it's best when it's very uh like very sharp. Yeah. And I think at times in the movie it kind of comes out a little bit, but I think I think he looks great. Yeah. He oh. also just looks great in uniform, as we discussed. Yeah, I like this dirty. Like he's very dirty in all these pictures. Like yeah. he's you know I like that a lot. Although this is actually making me remember I'm missing one that I forgot. Uh, so the final honorable mention is Inglorious Bastards. You, we can't ignore the mustache. The mustache is a major problem. And it really detracts from his look. However, he is an avenging angel carrying out a very important and awesome mission. And is extremely good looking other than the mustache. So I think he deserves... A strong honorable mention, but I'm just, I have a hard time putting that on there because it's, it's such a specific look. It is a wild mustache. And I, and it's like, it's also a pretty distinct haircut. I like him. Yeah. Probably best when he's dressed up at the end of the movie in that tuxedo. Oh, it's so good. But also given the character's personality and the way he speaks, I think it's probably fair to leave him on the honorables. Yeah. If he's like, take your pants off. (laughs) Like, I don't know. What? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. All right, so those are the honorables. So we're in the, the the top three. Booyah. Number three is an excellent film. Have you ever seen the movie The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford? No. So it's, it's probably the longest movie title in the history of film. Mm. I would encourage you to Google some images of this film. He plays the famous outlaw Jesse James. And he, it's interesting because he, his eyes are still very young here. Like he looks very, very young, but they have him in this period garb and he's a very world weary character and it just works. First of all, he just emanates, like he oozes sex, this whole movie. But I also think that the look is just great he's got the facial hair is interesting it's like a prominent goatee with a little bit of scruff going on it's definitely a little thicker than what we're used to with him but it's not a full yeah full blown beard either it's kind of a middle they darkened his hair a little bit yeah i think up top for sure it's just man it's a good look for him he looks really sharp i also am digging like in all of these it seems like he kind of just has the one outfit like the white undershirt but he's wearing like a black vest and a black overcoat and a black hat like he just looks like an outlaw which oh he sure is it really feeds into the the whole aesthetic yeah he looks like a civil war profiteer what what year is this set i don't know i think that he's like i'm gonna guess 1880 yeah okay so that's that's my guess bam let's see jesse yeah he was killed in 1880 so 1880 or 1882 so killed in 1880 Run then, 1870s, 1880s. Yeah. Phew. Yeah, I'm in, I'm into this one for sure. I need to see this movie. Also see the movie. It's a terrific yeah. film. It's 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 artsy. It's like an artsy western, but it's it's a really good one. Okay. I'm into it. Yeah. Also, the cast is really good. It's got Casey Affleck, Jeremy Renner, and I feel like it might also have a bunch of people that I were like not big at the time, and so I don't remember that they were in it. Yeah. But great movie. Very, very sexy. Okay. Very good. Number two, one of his most iconic sexy roles... A film where he basically just snacks. Well, a series of films where he basically just snacks throughout and somehow and and doesn't ever pursue anybody romantically, which is interesting. It's an interesting like aspect of the sexiness of these films. He's not technically speaking presented as an object of romantic fascination, 
and all he does is snack the whole time. But in the Oceans films, my God, is he good looking. And he's just, he's at the peak of his like young, handsome, charming ways. This is the peak of his career, right? Like probably Oceans 11. Yeah. Like, pro- well, definitely the part one. It's the, it's the peak of part one of his career. But I think this is when he's like peak because like he's still a movie. He's star. he's dating or maybe married to Jennifer Anderson at this point. He's the most famous actor in the world. Yeah, right. You're you're right. Like from a movie stardom perspective, like this is it. And I think when a lot of people think of Brad Pitt, this is probably what they think of first. Yeah, yeah. It also, it's cool to see him next to George Clooney because like he's kind of turned into Clooney in a lot of ways. Yep. But at this point, not quite yet, man. It's like, this is about as short, as short as his hair goes without it being like a shaved, like on the sides type deal. You know, yeah. like it was in Fury. Mm-hmm. I think this is, have we ever talked about this on the podcast? I'd be surprised if we hadn't. Your theory about guys with long hair. You know, it's actually very funny you say that today because <laughs> I was noticing that uh, the Patrick Mahomes haircut has become popular and I've seen <coughs> Sorry, somebody's burning something in the house. Uh-oh. I've noticed a bunch of people wearing the Patrick Mahomes haircut, and I really, really like it. But I'm curious whether my theory extends to the Mahomes haircut. Because seeing people with the Mahomes haircut, it's hard to picture that they'd be better looking without it. I don't know. I'm not sure. This We may have broken the rule. But the basic rule of thumb here is a man can look good with long hair. And in many cases, men do look good with long hair. But my theory is that no man looks better with long hair than with short hair. So you look at somebody and you say, oh, man, that guy looks really good with that long hair. My theory, he'd still look better with short hair. And you'd say, oh, man, that long hair dude got a haircut even sexier. I, I, I have yet to find a case that I haven't found it to be true. The only Aaron Aaron really likes this theory and she really likes trying to find people that are exceptions to the rule. She sent me a picture of the actor who plays uh, Steve Harrington in um, Stranger oh, Things. Well, but he, but he had a bowl cut, though, didn't he? It he was got, terrible. Like, a weird... It was really bad. Yeah. And so she was no, like... I'm talking a good short haircut. Yeah, it has to be a good short haircut. But I, I think, think Patrick Ma- Patrick Mahomes might legitimately be an exception to the rule. Cause... But you'd consider that a long-haired haircut? I don't know. It's it's a weird situation because his hair it, it grows up rather than down. Yeah. So it, it might be a this might be a little bit of a white guy theory. Like yeah. this might be like like this <laughs> might be constrained specifically to to whiteies because the hair down is the big is like the big deciding factor rather than right. like up or out. Yeah. Well, we might have to workshop it a touch. Then we might have to reconsider this. This might be like a I I formulated this accidentally while surrounded by a lot of white people accidentally racist theorem yeah it's possible <laughs> i don't know i said something accidentally racist yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna know with braces just rub some bacon on it yeah but whatever the faults <laughs> in your theory may be i think it holds in this case because in the oceans yes. movies i think he looks i think he looks this might not be my favorite of his haircuts but it's yeah. close to it and i really like the short hair on him I think I like totally it's not quite as unruly as it is in like the fight club which I think mm-hmm. I prefer that haircut on him but it's it's close and I like it a lot yeah totally totally agreed all right now I'm guessing you know what number one is number one is one of the two films that precipitated this conversation it's 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So this one gets a slightly unfair boost because I find his character insanely charming in spite of the fact that he may have murdered his wife. I don't know. Unclear. But that that piece aside, he's an insanely charming character. But the look is, I, I think, destined to become iconic. Like the Hawaiian shirt... I think will become a thing over time. Like I'm going to look back at the, this role where he's got sort of the lighter hair and he's got that short sleeve button down. And I think I'll remember that for a long time. It's but funny this you whole say that. movie. Yeah. Well, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, but this whole movie, he just exudes a calmness and a cool and a class that is fascinating. And I think it, I think what's interesting to me is that, I wouldn't call this his best haircut by a long stretch, no. but it is a period piece, which I think is important for us to remember. But I think I would call this the sexiest overall on-screen presence that he ever has. He is like an incredibly self-assured and like thoughtful and just rugged dude. And I think he's exactly what a fifty-year-old movie star should look like. Yeah, no, he. It's it has it definitely has a lot to do with the character's confidence because whenever he's on screen, he's just so assured and just kind of like like strutting around. But yeah, the whole point of the movie is that like in a kind of a meta sense, he's not a movie star. Like he's a yeah a, like a fixer for a movie star, and so he's kind mm-hmm. of in the background and kind of not grimy, but a little grimy. And a little but, bit. like it's funny that you say that you think of the Hawaiian shirt because and because then once I googled it, like I do remember that, and it's such it it's an awesome like the unbuttoned with the t shirt underneath. But I when I think of him in this movie, I think him with like the jean jacket and the black t shirt yeah. underneath, which kind of has. But a that also vibe. looks great. It looks really good. <laughs> yeah, I also think that that the moment of this movie where the sexiness almost becomes too much i'm sure you're gonna think the same thing it's when yep. he's on the roof yep. of the house and <laughs> he's like fixing the aerial the shameless like, shameless shirtless scene it's almost too much and it's not even close to too much at the same time well, he pops his top and you see his shirt and you see him shirtless and he's got the scars all over him and he's ripped out of his mind it's not too much because you could see it coming and you're like, yes. oh, my God, are they really going to do this? And then he takes his shirt off and you're like, oh, I oh. cannot believe that that's what's under there. I like I don't know why I'm surprised that Brad Pitt looks like this, but it's like, yeah, it's insane. He's he's still like, I don't know who what other actor at this age looks like that. And I, I remember seeing this. I saw it with Aaron and someone in the theater actually went like like made a noise like oh <laughs> like they were just stunned by it i think we talked about this i think somebody gasped in my theater too. <laughs> like it's stunning <laughs> how sexy he is and it's it's even more shocking because you know it's coming and it's telegraphed and you're ready to be like you're ready to be underwhelmed and instead you are overwhelmed at least yeah. I was. Yeah, it is. It is incredible that you could telegraph it that much and not have us be underwhelmed whatsoever. Because, like, you'd think our reaction would be like, it's almost like we would want to be underwhelmed. We'd be like, "Oh, come on!" And it's just not possible. The whole movie, he just is so freaking sexy. He is a spectacle. Yeah. 
Wow, what a fantastic list you've put together here, Michael. Yeah, so that's that's what I got, dog. The only two I would mention, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yes. I am not a huge fan of... Because he, he wears his hair, like, short just all the way around in this movie. It's sort of a buzz, right? It's kind of a buzz cut, which is not one of my favorite looks on him, but it's a unique one. I thought it at least bore mentioning. Yeah. Especially because, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just a pretty famous role of his. And it's yeah. pretty close to his peak, peak sexy. Like, I'd say you know, I think it's I think it's his last. I don't, I don't think this is much of a take. Like I think this was the movie that sent him down the shitter for a couple years because it was like a little too much. Agreed. It's not a very good movie if you've ever seen it. I haven't. It doesn't. It was yeah. That's kind of the vibe. Don't gotten from it. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. The only the other one that I I'm a little serious about is World War Z. Have you seen it? No, so I did, but I did Google it because I'm aware of its existence and wanted to see how he looked. And I was like, you know, he looks good. I, so I actually have a, sli- I have a short indifferent list. Mm. So I put the movies there where I'm like, yeah, he's, you know, he looks good. He's Brad Pitt. But I didn't feel he was remarkable. Yeah, but I think you might have a point here. What's interesting about this one is that this is just what I think of when I think of Brad Pitt, like at his house, like drinking coffee in the morning, like. This is what yes. I think he just generally looks like. Like his hair is kind of like just above the neckline. He's got some mm-hmm. scruff. He definitely looks older in this movie, but he also looks like he could wear like an ascot and like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's very, it's kind of, it's, it's modern. It's hip. Yeah. It's not my favorite look on him, but it's distinct enough. I, I think I, I would, he's sexy. It's a sexy older guy more modern look so i think it at least bears mentioning i could see it somewhere on the back end of the list but i also don't i would be comfortable i would be comfortable popping that on there at the back of the list if you have one you you think could come off um i think just to cop out i think i think megamind doesn't probably shouldn't count because even though his voice is very sexy and it's enough to get me a little get me halfway there just with his voice Metro Man should be on a list of best-looking superheroes, but yes, I think it's fair to perhaps leave. not this list. Okay, that's fair. So, wh- do you want to just pop it right in there? That's no. I think he's sexier in seven. Okay, let's put him at let's put him in uh, at number eight for uh, World War okay. Z. Does that work for you? Yeah, I can work with that. And besides that, I I don't know. I don't think I want to argue too much with anything else on here. I think you've done a very good job with this list. Thank you, my friend. I took it very seriously. I know you do. And I appreciate your seriousness. Well, that's what that's what we bring to this pod. It's like, you know what our podcast is like? It's like how precisely the NFL referees measure the ball after just placing it randomly. <laughs> it's like it's like applying this ridiculous level of precision to a pursuit that's totally pointless. That's by definition, ultimately. like the, yeah, it's been set yeah. up in the very beginning as entirely arbitrary and pointless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good comp. Thank you. You're on. Do what I can. You are on point today, sir. I, I'm doing my best. All right. So I'm going to run through it. It's because we're doing an early recording. Yeah. That's what you get. This is what, this is what would happen if we were like living together and able to record it sort of peak michael energy hours all right number 10 thelma and louise number nine that very badass looking killing them softly number eight that very standard but excellent look in world war z number seven just a good looking dude in seven hey seven is seven 
Oh, wow. that was actually like an accident, but that worked. Beautiful. Wow, good for us for stumbling into that. Yeah, nice. All right, number six. Um, unclear whether a great dad or a terrible dad, but certainly a handsome 50s dad Certain in A-dad, Tree of Life. Yeah. A dad. Number five, just ripped out of his mind, uh, male id, asterisk, fight club. Number four, just exploring the cold, dark recesses of Uranus That's in the, Ad Astra. I wish, exploring I know, Uranus. it's too bad, he stopped it, he stops at Neptune. Ad Astra is the movie that inter- the end of Interstellar should have been. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's fun. If you could sort of like smash the two movies together, you'd have an all time classic. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. Number three, little, uh, little late 19th century outlaw action in assassination of Jesse, the assassination of Jesse James. Number two, just munching and looking sexy in the Oceans series. Lots of snacks. And, num- and number one, as just like the elder statesman of Hollywood, just like the king of the hill, ridiculously good looking dude. Ultimate flex. Ultimate flex, once upon a time in Hollywood. And it bears mentioning one of his great great performances. <laughs> my favorite. I think like, I think it's safe to say my favorite. Yeah. The I don't want to spoil it. There's a scene late in the movie that is unparalleled. He is he can do anything. But yeah, anyways. he's basic. He he's basically perfect. I would say he's basically perfect in that movie. He yep. goes like five. He basically bats five for five with two home runs, two doubles, a single, and six RBI. It's almost too bad because Leo goes like like four for five with a couple of doubles yep. and like <laughs> yeah. He's he's the series MVP in any other series, right? Anyways, that's enough of that. Yep fantastic list i hope our brad pitt i hope we have not let our brad pitt fans down thank you i think i think we'll do well among the brad pitt set yeah i think you, do, you did your uh your due diligence on this one but mm-hmm. as we adjourn for today i would like to uh in addition to thanking you thank our good friend disclaimer we do not know kevin i would like to thank kevin <laughs> mcleod for putting together that stankiness that's been wafting through our abodes this evening uh both the not yeah. top three and our intro music fantastic stuff from both from them from him also i would like to thank uh, my sister aaron for putting together our stupendous artwork it is amazing don't forget if you want to see more of her stuff you can do so at sant design on instagram and speaking of stank wafting through an abode i'd like to thank the the woman who's currently wafting all kinds of cooking stank yeah, to be clear it's, it's food that is wafting it is food but it's really like i'm choking this whole podcast uh because of our social media director caroline labranti whose stuff you can find somewhere in the dark recesses of the internet i don't know not, the, not the dark web she just means not the dark web well check out silk road i don't know she might be on it disclaimer <laughs> she's not on silk road <laughs> but you can check out the stuff she's doing for us on our instagram page our twitter facebook group those are top 10 km the 10 is spelled out t-e-n if you have questions comments thoughts you want to appear as a guest or you want to send us semi nudes of brad pitt that's top 10 km at gmail.com and then before we go i know you're listening to us on some sort of podcast platform but if you want another one we are on the apple podcast app stitcher 
Spotify, Podbean, pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. So those are the things that I would say this week, my friend. I think that's pretty much all the things that need to be said. So yeah, I will. I'll see you in uh, just a few seconds because we're going back to back tonight. We are going back to back, baby. <laughs> Woo! All right. Adios. All right. Peace.